Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. In April of 2017, I got the flu, and I had heard your commercials on the radio for a long time, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try them. So I ordered them, and in May of 2017, I started them, and I have not been sick once. People at work were getting sick, my husband was getting sick, and I was not getting sick. Everyone I talked to at Balance of Nature is so kind and nice. You know, it's a really good experience all the way around. I'll take this till my last breath. <laughs> experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. From now until the end of the week, Balance of Nature is offering 35% off and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This special is ending between now and Black Friday weekend, so don't wait. Call 800 800- Two four six eight seven fifty one, or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through wide and drifted snow. Over the river and through the woods, oh how the wind does blow. It stings the toes and bites the nose as over the ground we go. Hi there. Everybody Welcome knows. back. I know. Old, oldie but goodie. Over the river and through mm-hmm. the woods. I used to play that on the guitar. Uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I have Dr. Pesta with me and I also have Uncle Milty with me. Make sure you get to the website katedalyradio.com because uh, they have a product. I have, a, I have a picture of a product there called Balance of Nature. Click on that photo. It's about halfway down the homepage and you'll find Balance of Nature. Make sure you're getting this supplement. In fact, I was talking to somebody last night who actually was asking me, are you really, do you really like this product? And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. And I was telling this person, you know, I I know people that have been taking this product for years that swear by this product and one that had cancer and never had it come out of remission. And I'm telling you that this is a fantastic supplement that we all need. And you can get uh, about a third off by putting in the code Kate when you order. Make sure you're trying this out. It also makes a great gift. If you don't, I mean, if you don't know what to get somebody and also what to get somebody. It's balance of nature because it's going to help their health and your immune system going into winter. I did have a comment about Midway before we transition here a little bit, Dr. Peston. I wanted to see what you thought. This was from Mary, a listener. Uh, Be sure to note that China was the main funder of Midway. That's why they included the Doolittle Raid to show how the Chinese people were victims of the Japanese and China were the good guys in helping the Doolittle air crew. That's kind of an interesting twist on Midway. Sure. The rape of Nanking is one of the great Undertold stories of the war. I mean, yes. the how the Chinese people Thanks, suffered man. at the hands of the Japanese is a staggering thing. And you know what always blows me away? A little segue here before we move forward. You know, we we when we talk about racism in the world, when we talk about cultures not liking each other, it's always how white people hate other cultures. The West mm-hmm. hates everybody else. But if you understand the history of Southeast Asia and how the Filipinos view the Japanese and how the Chinese view the Japanese and, and, and just all across that, that entire part of the world, what you and I would uh, you would cringe given the way we define racism today mm-hmm. to watch those cultures genuine hatred for each other uh, but no one ever talks about this we we confine our discussions of racism just to the west but if you think about the long last hundred years of Southeast Asia and the murdering and the killing and the invading that's gone on it's just staggering 
Oh, man. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> you love that segue. Let's talk about Thanksgiving, shall we? Um, the left would love that one, um, that, that segue for sure. But let's talk about socialism because this is such a great lesson and a great lesson for all of us. And I actually had to correct an assignment for my son who um, actually is in public school, unfortunately. And this is the kind of messaging that comes through. But they wanted my son to note the great things about sharing amongst the pilgrims. And, of course, we had to... <laughs> To make sure and note that it wasn't until the free market and capitalism and private uh, ownership came along of land that really be, uh, really grew into what America is. And it's interesting, the public uh, school messages, I abhor them. I cannot wait till this year is over. Um, it'll be my last in public school. But you know what? We got to talk about the pilgrims. Well, it's funny you bring that up because on the one hand, the progressive left, if it talks at all about Thanksgiving, it's all about how the Indians shared with the pilgrims, as if the pilgrims showed up at death's door there, they had nothing to offer. Uh, That's an acceptable Thanksgiving narrative to progressives. And of course, the new narrative, which is we got to get rid of Thanksgiving because it's a a holiday based on oppression and colonialism. But the real story of of Thanksgiving is one that I know you guys know, and I know Rush Limbaugh talks about it, Mm -hmm. but uh, far too few Americans know it. And it's the idea that when the pilgrims got here, they initially set up their, their settlement as a kind of commune. It was a kind of it's what they knew, right? It was, right. Yeah, they had a big central warehouse, and everybody was to, to do what they did. The people who, who churned butter and the people mm-hmm. who cut down wood and, and the people who sold the clothing would, would bring the labor their labor to this big communal warehouse. And anybody, for any reason, could go in and take whatever they wanted, no charge. If you needed a shirt, go get a shirt. Mm-hmm. If you needed some wood, you go get some wood. Uh, and, of course, what happened was is that it in a few months it dawned on them that no one was working anymore. Everybody was just taking and no one was working. And so this is this is exactly kind of a 150 years, a couple hundred years before you had even began to have Marxist ideas, the settlement that the the the, the pilgrims put together turned out to be a, a proto-communist one and it didn't work. I don't want to gloss over that point because they didn't stop working because they all became lazy. They stopped working because they were tired of seeing the freeloaders get stuff. <laughs> That's, That's so why true. they stopped. And on the flip side of this, too, had they had their own private ownership from the beginning and then wanted voluntarily to give into a warehouse of, uh, uh, you know, and because this was a voluntary action, that would have been much different than the forced um, common way that they did this in um, you will have no property ownership, we will share, and this will be forced and mandated. It's much different when a people get to do something voluntarily than it is forced, and that's the big difference in this. Well, and let me point out, too, that the, the pilgrims did this, obviously, not under the inter- influence of Marx, who wouldn't be born for a couple hundred right. years. Sure. They did it because they thought it was biblical. And whenever you think, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is a great lesson that socialism is not biblical, Amen. that there's no way you can uh, reconcile a so, uh, an atheist, socialist, communi- communi- uh, a collectivist worldview and Christianity. It, it, one of the most alarming things going on in the country today is the degree to which Christianity has been hijacked, hijacked by social justice warriors who believe that 
actually the Bible or that the Christian story is one of communality. It's not. It's one of radical individualism. And let that be a lesson that the pilgrims thought they were doing something biblical by forcing communal living, when in reality uh, it failed because of the basic imperatives of what happens to the individual, uh, the individual made in the image of God if you collectivize them. And it was a hard lesson for them to learn. And it wasn't until they went back to what we would call an early model free market system Mm -hmm. that everybody began to thrive. Yeah. In fact, it it killed off, they said, about half the settlers, this approach. And, And it was forced. The land was held in common. You did not get a choice on what that was going to be. And and it really it does serve as a as a as a really big lesson for all of us. You've got a caller, so I'll take that caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, uh, I'd like to point something out, Kate, about the, the this notion of altruism that uh, seems to run through uh, the the socialist mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a Randian, an Ayn Randian per se, but the one thing that she had right is that. Uh, man is basically selfish. He takes care of number mm-hmm. one, and then if he has something left over, he'll he'll give it to, yep. to other people. That was the mistake I think the Pilgrims made initially. That you can't altruism doesn't naturally flow from us. Our mm-hmm. our instincts are taking care of number one, yeah. and and uh, once we do that, that then 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 we we will be charitable. But uh, we don't naturally. Give like like Christ said, you know, mm-hmm. we should love others as much as we love ourselves. We don't do that. That's our problem. We love ourselves way too much. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. I love that point. Um, and if you really looked at the uh, scriptures, um, you know, even when in, when Christ was teaching, he wasn't forcing everybody to come. There was no force about it. It was always about opportunity to choose, the freedom to choose, the liberty to choose, whether you wanted to hear a message or whether you wanted to give away goods. It was always about choice. Well, Christ was also, his ministry was geared towards individuals, not collectives, right? Yeah, right. I mean, when he healed, he healed people face to face. He put his hands yes. on them. He, 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 he did not collectivize any of this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he recognized that the value of, I, I tell my students this when we read the Gospels, there is no greater defender of the individual in the history of the world than Jesus. Whether you, even if you don't believe he's the son of God, his entire, his entire ministry, his deep and profound philosophy stems from the idea that every individual is made in the image of God, and therefore every individual life is precious. And again, there is no greater love than this, that a man is willing to lay down his life for another. That's the key. Uh, do it Sacrifice for others not because the commerce, the commissariat has a gun to your head. Sacrifice for others because it is what if you have been called to do as a Christian. And on a Thanksgiving Day holiday week that we're in now, that's the best thing to remember, right? That the, the, the socialists, the Kamala Harrises of the world, the Bernie Sanders, they need to learn that charity is not charity when it's compelled. Unless there is radical individual free will behind those charitable acts, it's just sabotage and bank robbery. It's all it is. You know, even in in 2 Thessalonians, the apostles say, when we were there with you, we we showed you that you needed to be willing to work mm-hmm. for what you get. We right. work. You we yeah. didn't take anything for free. We did that as an example to you because the one that is unwilling to work should not eat. Mm. How, That's right. How plain can God. you get? <laughs> and God does help those who help themselves. Yes, I mean, yes. the idea that uh, uh, perpetual victimhood was, I five, don't find that anywhere from the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelations. I don't find that being rewarded anywhere. 
Oh, it's so true. What a great lesson um, for all of us, and what a great lesson to teach, even over the Thanksgiving table. Um, if things go that way and they segue into some sort of politics, what a great learning um, experience that is, because in public school, they love to teach the narrative of the pilgrims brought with them this this ode to their other country, and that this is this was the way it worked and how wonderful they all did without with totally bypassing the true story about what it did to them. And that that's disturbing because because our kids are learning that narrative in public school, that that this worked. <laughs> this yep, didn't and, work. And what we're doing is we're building. We're, the progressive left likes to think that we're building social networks and ties mm-hmm. that will strengthen us. When in reality, all they're doing is they're projecting weakness, right? They're turning weakness and inefficacy. They're turning laziness and apathy. They're turning nihilism and suicide now into choice, which it never was. Uh, you're really uh, deconstructing the ethos and the work ethic of Western culture that does go ultimately back to the Bible. Yeah. In fact, uh, this new climate change narrative, there's some news on that. The U.S. Supreme Court on Monday allowed a prominent climate scientist to pursue a defamation lawsuit against a conservative magazine and a think tank that compared him to a convicted child molester because they were trying to point out the lies of the graphs he was showing to try and persuade people into this. And what is climate change at the end of this road? It is a compelled and forced tax on globally on every citizen of the world is what climate change will amount to. And here we are, an even bigger lesson, but even a bigger lesson in how they want to convince you that this is necessary. Um, That's what's so sad about this. The pilgrims were there thinking they were doing this from biblical terms, right? They thought they were interpreting that, right? This is a message of how can we compel and force a tax that's bogus and we know it is. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that if we're going to tax in the name of global, the, the idea of global climate change, shouldn't we get refunds every time they're wrong? If every time they're wrong, they had to pay us, right. that would end the climate skates gate scam tomorrow. If every time they were wrong, they had to return to us our tax money, they'd be out of business already. Yep. So true. Oh my gosh. And you know, this is really at the heart of what we should be talking about in America today, how they perverted the message and how they're forcing the message down everybody's throats with fakery. And that's the problem is we're getting all this fake news about this and they're trying to to persuade us into this global tax, which is really uh, socialism for the world. But it's never being identified like that in the press ever. And you'll never see it that way ever. That's right sad and sickening to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. so we'll have to see um what happens with this this is going to be something to keep our eye on uh, as far as this case goes don't you think absolutely and the fact that they didn't hear it doesn't mean they support it either Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they they also may realize some of those supreme court justices that it is such an important issue that let it wend its way through the courts and then finally get before them that's the other possibility yeah can a scientist say whatever they want to say push push through a graph just because they're a scientist and tell everybody it's fact well Um, the the scary thing about it is is we already know michael mann was in in mm -hmm. um, involved in that climate scam right Right. uh east anglia the east anglia climate scan. We know he was part of that. We know his hockey stick, um, his hockey, his famous hockey stick diagram was in many respects fraudulent and used Mm -hmm. faulty information. We know they've lied to us. Uh, The thing that gets me about that 
is that there, like I said a moment ago, there's no consequence for them lying. There's none. Uh, and the more the more they lie and pr- are proven wrong, what do they do? They double down with their lies. Yep. So true. In fact, the most ironic uh, post about this today or part about this today is they they likened him to Jerry Sandusky, a, a former assistant football coach for oh Penn, my. right? That was mm-hmm. the first case I talked about on the air. It was my first day on wow. the air was talking about Jerry Sandusky case. And this is who they you know said that. But you know what? When it's deserved, when somebody's fraudulent out there, when they're putting together this kind of stuff um, and trying to convince the world that this is science. I had just watched a movie about evolution where the, the two heads... Uh, you know, one talking about creation, one talking about evolution went head to head on a stage. And it was so interesting because the guy kept saying, the, the one that talked about creation, you can't prove your science just like I can't prove there's a God. Neither one of us can prove that. Stop shoving that down everybody's throat. You, you, well, and not, yeah, go ahead. and not only that, but faith actually belongs to religion, which means me not being able to prove my faith is part of what my religion is. Is faith- exactly. Oh, As opposed that. to science, yeah. where there ought to be no trace of faith. Exactly. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Because there, it is. It's this new religion <laughs> called science. And they can say whatever they want and say it's a fact. It's yep. not okay. Um, you are a gift. Thank you, Dr. Duke Pesta. I appreciate you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You, See you, as, well. you as well. And uh, we'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. So many fantastic headlines to talk about. Wow. Uh, by the way, Ollie North joins us the week we come back, uh, week after next. Wow. Ollie, Oliver North, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Thank you for listening to The Kate Daly Show. You can go to The Kate Daly Show on Facebook, The Kate Daly Show on Twitter. Happy to see you there. And also message me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kate at katedalyradio.com. Go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of our live show.